Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. This is the Detroit Supercross Race Review. JT, Weege, and more. Uh, lots to get into when it comes to Detroit. But first up, thank you to the folks at All Balls Racing, whether it's uh, uh, getting new Pivot Works parts, whether it's hot cams, whether it's uh, Vertex pistons, um, all of that stuff. They uh, they have a complete line of parts for your bike, front to back. They got piston, brake, re- caliper re-kits, uh, rebuild kits, all of that, man. I've used so much of this stuff from All Balls Racing on my project bikes, it's not even funny. Allballsracing.com. Please check them out. Great prices, great product, fits well, and uh, yeah, really works great. So thank you to the folks at All Balls Racing. Also, Race Tech, Pulp 23 is a code to save with Race Tech. So if you're um, getting your motor work done there, you can do that. If you're a shop that specializes in motor work, Race Tech will sign an NDA and they'll do all the work for you and uh, rebuild your suspension, bushings, seals, springs, oil, all of that. Uh, and you can say by telling me you listen to Pulp MX, uh, whatever it is at Racetech. Please tell me you listen to Pulp. They'll give you a deal. Thanks for listening. Racetech.com. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Detroit Supercross Review. Fly Racing, man. I just uh, went out in some of that new stealth gear. It is the light line of gear and uh, loved it, man. Looks great. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing from the Formula Helmet to the F4 boots to the uh, stealth gear to the kinetic mesh that just dropped at Daytona. They've got it covered head to toe. Patrol stuff, too. If you're an off-road guy, check out their patrol line of uh, over the boots or in the boots gear. Flyracing.com, get it at motorsport.com, get it at your local dealer. Uh, man, great colors, great processes going on. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for all that they do for us. Also, thank you to the folks at Maxxis Tires, great tires. They stick to the track like glue, uh, whether it's the MXSTs, whether it is the mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires. Maxxis supports the sport in many ways, so please check it out, Maxxis.com. Um, for more information on that and great guys and thank you to those guys also Renthal Red Bull KTM Monster NG Kawasaki Factory Honda Honda's not had any different bar bands since like 1986 and the other brands aren't far behind Renthal.com for more information they have a dealer locator for the USA on their website they have a bar fitment chart on their website as well where you can punch in a stock bar stock stock bike see the band See which Renthal Ben works best with it and more. Chains, sprockets, grips, right? All of that. 7 8 bar if you're a vintage guy. Uh, cr- cloth crossbar pads as well from the folks at Renthal. Renthal.com. You know the name. Built over there in the UK and built with pride, built with quality and great prices as well. Thank you to the folks at Renthal for all that they do. 
So this is the um, Detroit Supercross Review with Weege and JT. Let's get them on the line, uh, talk some Detroit and more. Both of them were there working hard for corporate uh, Feld. So we'll get into that and more. All right, here we go. All right, everybody, let's uh, let's talk Detroit with a couple of gentlemen who were there working for uh, Feld Motorsports and the series itself. So uh, just keep that in mind on this podcast. There's be one you know guy coming in with honest hard takes, and that'll be me. But uh, first up, he was uh, revving the crowd up. I understood he could not get the uh, children's uh, toy thing really right in the crowd. It's Jason Wagant. What's up, Weech? Yeah. Uh, that is true. I'm now 0 for 2 on uh, finding a child in a crowd that knows motocross terms. This was a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, this six-year-old girl who I have to go into the stands and present a toy to, she did know what a wheelie was yeah. and a jump. Uh, but uh, a whip wasn't happening, and I didn't want to take the risk I took in Oakland of saying, show me a motorcycle, go through whoops. So we just cut it short, mm-hmm. and then I had to do the whip with the toy myself. So... Um, you know, we need to we need to grow the sport. We need to educate kids on whips and whoops a little better. Did we right or wrong and give you at least a Brayton one? No, it's Justin Cooper again. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. At least Justin Cooper was racing in Oakland, but this time we had a toy of a rider who was not there. And can you pick the kid out, or does someone say, "Hey, section two hundred, row four? Uh, no, they the, the section. I it is one specific section because there's there's very limited ways to get into the stands from right. the floor. Right. But then it's up to me to find a kid, and it could be anyone from mm. – I mean, there's still, like, in any section, there's 500 people to pick from. So what I think I'm going to have to do now is forgo the surprise part and pre-interview some of these kids uh, yeah, to yeah. know. Yep. And then I'm going to have to say, like, please fake and pretend that you didn't know this was coming. Sure, sure. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I'm learning. I'm working learning. the uh, broadcast as uh, the pit reporter along with Will Christian. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. I'm back. Uh, Weege and I were there. Steve mm-hmm. was not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if – I don't know. Is this like the end of the road for you, Steve, or is there a plan for you to return to the races? Yep, coming back in Seattle. Uh, hot. Oh, you're coming and, back. Okay, and, I, didn't and know, I, was, I didn't know if this was like a changing of the guard. No, or... I don't know if you remember, but I was also at Indianapolis, so I just missed the one. I went. And I, did I, missed the one. Yeah. I did forget that. I did forget. No, I was at Indy. Uh, I was there, okay. and then uh, you know I missed Detroit. But I'll be back in Seattle. You and... missed Daytona. You missed Daytona as well. Yeah, that's... and and Arlington. Well. Yep, the Daytona is a you know that's a special uh, race that I just uh, won't go I, to. Well, where I where I got lost here, you missed the last three out of four. It's it's kind of where I'm at, and um, oh. I don't know the last time I could ever say that about you. So it just I, felt it felt a little ominous. I missed one out of the last two. Is how I'm going to look at that. You know, okay. so I'm going to. Well, t- as they say, you can you can make yeah. stats look yeah, yeah. Want, but the facts yep. are yep. three yep. out of four. Yep. Yeah. No, absolutely. This is not my last year in the sport. I've I've done. Okay. I'm not saying that I've, i'm finished saying that but um yeah we'll be back on it you know so yep we'll, right. we'll be there. I'm happy to hear that uh and i think i will be at all the rest of them save for uh the life swap um race which oh, is that's happening still yep still happening it is going to be atlanta so uh, i will be sending a one oh, yes. you're Chris missing Kiefer. you're missing another speedway one yeah i don't mind that one it's fine well I don't mind that one either, other than trying to get from the grandstands yes. to the pits. Uh, yeah. That can absolutely go ahead and, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't I'm, know I'm the good. right thing to say that I'm allowed to say, but that, well, that whole dynamic sucks. Yeah, lots to get into uh, when it comes to Detroit. Uh, Aaron Plessinger is the story, I'm sure. Track looked pretty basic. JT looked, I mean, obviously that one rhythm that you that you guys have talked about that was quicker. But whoops were a little easier, it looked like, for the night show. And kind of everybody was doing the same thing, but way better dirt than Indy. 
Yeah, yes and no. Um, it was really slippery. And I don't know how much of that uh, translated to television. But Detroit's such a strange dirt. Um, if you remember last year, we had all kinds of chaos here. Not all because of the dirt, but then like Jason Anderson's crash where he loses the front end and knocks himself silly mm-hmm. was because of the dirt. Um, so this dirt is strange in that when it's when it's groomed, like the heat races, it's really good. And there's a lot of traction. You can be really aggressive. But I don't know, 10 minutes in, you know, from that, it gets really slippery, icy. Uh, you can see it's down to like this almost blue groove kind of look. Um, so it's it's a really unique, strange kind of dirt. So if you think that's better or worse than India, I, I don't really have a hard opinion. It's just very different. Yeah. Yeah, it looked, uh, looked like a good crowd, good track. Like I said, kind of basic. But uh, so Aaron Plessinger was gone. He was seven seconds, six seconds. He Chase got it down to five. AP stretched it out back out to six, and then Chase got interesting. It got interesting. It got down to like three seconds before that crash with about a lap and a half to go. Um, it was hard because TV wasn't following AP, obviously, but Weege, I'll start with you. Like, I mean, yeah, Chase got closer, three seconds, but dude, where did this come from? This was awesome, and obviously a terrible ending, but awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chase had it, uh, closed it down, but it wasn't a threat. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a foregone conclusion. And it was startling to see this ferocious battle, right, between some really good riders, including the three points leader guys and Barsha and Roxham was there and Anderson was there. And they are an entire straightaway behind Plessinger. Like, he is gone. It's unbelievable. So even though it was down to three and a half, I consider that academic. He's probably just trying to manage it um, a bit. And, uh, yeah, he had it. He absolutely had it. And uh, But luckily, we do know what happened because of one of the intrepid TV pit reporters was able to track down a man in tears and still get the scoop. Yeah, well, props to AP for doing it. I mean, a lot yeah. of guy, a lot of guys would just be like, yeah, screw you. And actually, uh, 250, 250 class Aaron Plessinger, the year he lost the title, he crashed out or crashed early in the race. I want to say it was Seattle or something. I went up to him and asked him for an interview, and he told me, no, not right now. And I totally, again, no problem fine but he wasn't even like even after the race he did not want to talk so that was something that happened years ago and was later than this and he's uh, there's a so there's an example of where he's you know he's giving himself up and showing some real emotion so yeah and and just just my perspective on that whole deal um first the the battle itself chase definitely was trying everything he could do to close it down and and from my perspective i could see them on the uh the straightaways where the whole Deegan Jordan Smith thing went down, those two switchback straightaways, it was a perfect opportunity for AP to kind of mark him. And I could see him look over every single lap just to see, was he close? Was he closing down or no? And then once he got to the point where chase couldn't close anymore, both of them kind of relented. Like it was like, okay, it's over. Like the, the, you weren't, you're not closing down anymore. And it, and it was done, you know, like obviously the race wasn't over as we know, but the battle, as far as was he going to catch him or not, was for all intents and purposes done. Um, and that, that happens a lot. Guys will mark. And then if you, at some point, for as many times as Chase has blown it trying to do something, he, he kind of just so like, okay, this is I, I'm not going to get him here. I'm just going to have to take second. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously the, the world came to an abrupt end for AP. And then I was, uh, I was getting ready to do the podium interviews because for the 450 class, uh, Will will do the winner and third place and I will do the second place finisher and we switch for the 250s. 
So I was getting prepared to interview, which would have been uh, Cooper Webb. And I was on the podium waiting, and then uh, producer Chris Bond yells at me, hey, go see if uh, AP will do an interview. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> like really? And he's like, yeah, go. And I'm like, right now? I'm like waiting on the podium. He's like, yes, right now. Will can do the podium. I'm like, so I just take off sprinting over towards the tunnel. And I see him coming down. And, and I've been watching him, obviously, on the big screen. I knew – Pfizer's off. You could see him crying visually earlier yeah. than that. His crowd was smoking. up. You could hear the crowd in the background too, by the way. Totally. Like out of nowhere. Yep. And you're like, oh, that's yep. for AP, like on TV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was just like, man, this, if he, if he like puts up any resistance here, I'm not pushing this. And I, I wasn't communicating that, but that was like kind of my opinion. like, I'm not going to keep forcing this. Like, I'm going to try to signal him. If he wants to do it, great. That's going to be an amazing interview. And I think, you know, for his own brand and everybody will, will win in that scenario. But if he doesn't, man, I'm, I'm not going to like try to make this thing happen. And, and to his credit, I could see it in his face. He was like, Oh, I don't know that I have this in me right now. And then he was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to stop and I'm going to do it right here. And mm-hmm. uh, then it came down to like, Hey, let's, let's hurry up, man. Like this guy's in pain. He's emotionally in pain, and now we have to wait for commercials. Um, but thankfully, uh, <laughs> yeah, thankfully the production team, they were like, we're going straight to you out of commercial, like straight to you, so be ready. And I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I've been ready. Let's do this thing. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, the rest was all AP. He was, I mean, phenomenal, and you could tell how much it meant to him and, the you know, just emotionally what he went through. Um, and that's, to me, that's the part that, we don't get a lot of in this sport because everybody has helmets on and, you know, it's just, it's a different thing than a lot of other sports uh, where, you know, basketball and these things, you see the emotion because it's, it's there, it's live, it's going on. This is one of those moments where, you know, in the moment right there, you, you got a chance to kind of experience it. And uh, yeah, yeah, doesn't, doesn't happen all that often. No props to him for doing it for sure. Uh, totally, hundred percent. And, and if he had said no, like he told me a couple of years ago or whatever, then yeah, you just, no problem, man. Yep. Uh, you get it. So, uh, real, real emotion. And by the way, that was a big crash, dude. Oh, huge. He could have really been hurt there. Like I, I'm, he's coming on pulp show tomorrow night and I'm going to ask him about his neck and head because, yeah. oh my God, dude, that was, well, and, and I could be way off and, and, but it was my initial, it was my initial reaction. My initial thought was when I saw him in tears, like, I, and I, maybe only I've noticed this or whatever, but a lot of times when people have, they hit their heads really hard. They are emotional immediately. Like an emotion yeah. is, you know, overwhelming emotion is one of the responses to that. And I was worried that's what was happening. And I'm like, I don't know that this is the best situation to be interviewing him, but yeah, that wasn't the case. He was fine. No, he, he was, was just, just, he was just torn up. Yeah. So we, did you get this right away or what happened for you on the floor? You're calling the action. You're, you know, you're, you're letting everybody know what went on. The TV missed it. Uh, we just heard the crowd roar. What were you, did you catch it or how did it go for you? Yeah, it, we're, we're stuck with kind of the same thing. So um, I'm calling it from the podium and starting gate area. And that's on the opposite side of the stadium. And when you're on the floor, you cannot see that side of the track because right. the jumps are higher than you are. So same thing with TV. You know, I hear a crowd roar and I can see Sexton and the rest of the pack is in that rhythm lane jumping. So you immediately know, okay, the other seven guys are accounted for. <laughs> Who can I not see? Oh my God, that means it's Plessinger down because um, the crowd was immediate as you could hear on TV. So it was the exact same thing. Uh, and then we had the same shot. You know, we're basically looking at the same uh, feed. So yeah, it was just like Sound of Blair and Carmichael were doing the same thing. They kind of just yeah. played a process of elimination, heard a crowd, 
saw that Sexton was still okay, and then figured, uh-oh, we're going to see in about two seconds placing her on the ground. Oh. But what's funny is you didn't know it was that bad, right? At yeah. first, he's getting up, and you think, okay, maybe he's okay. Yep. The replay, you're like, oh. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Big, yeah. big, uh, big one. And bike was steaming, so yep. the radiator was jacked. And, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, I, it, I talked to him today a little bit over text, and it's a total bummer. He had it won, all of that. But on the other hand, we each, like, he, he, like, these battles behind him of these great riders that you talked about were not really slowing them down, uh, to allow him to pull away. He just straight pulled yep. away. Do you no, know what I mean? No. So, like, like in a way, it's all terrible, and who knows, and maybe he never wins another Supercross ever and, and all of that. But on the other hand, like, dude, you, you did it. You got it. You were you were doing it. <laughs> so, you know? Yeah, and again, they all had good starts. I mean, Sexton had the worst start, and you could say he was the fastest of that group. But, I mean, he's still yarding Cooper Webb and Eli Tomac and Justin Barsha, who has had the fastest laps the last two weeks. He's just yarding those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was amazing. I'm glad he's not hurt because at least, you know, he gets to take the positive away and the man was in tears at the end, but he can be like, okay, well now I know what kind of speed I have on the right night. And you never know what racing, if that's going to actually work out the exact same scenario next week, but at least he's got a shot at it. I mean, nothing would have been more tragic than he won't even race for the next six months Yeah, and he'll never know. Right. Yep. Um, so confidence has to be high. I mean, that was unbelievable. And plus, you know, you would think the rutted tracks, that's where he's traditionally excelled. I wouldn't even say this track is necessarily his specialty. So if you're him, you're yeah. like, well, I guess I just got this in the tank anywhere. Right. Yeah. Just bring it. Well, maybe not bring it next week because he's probably going to be sore, but there's something to build on here for him. Oh, yeah. Massive. Yeah. Massive. Oh, I, you know, think, I think uh, he definitely. Go, go ahead, JT. No, really quick. Yep. I just think, I think he definitely felt like he was going to try to bring it next week. Like Seattle is yeah. by his own admission one of his best tracks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I'm I'm just wondering how sorry he's going to be when he wakes up. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Dude, it was big. Yeah, it was a big get off. Um, and he explained to you, JT, what happened there. You know, he was going through the corner with his leg out, and yep. then he just yep. decided to try to ride standing up with his feet on the pegs. Yeah. So I, I went and did. Uh, for those of you who haven't still haven't been able to find it yet or, or haven't taken the time. We do this, uh, SMX post-race show and it's on, it's on YouTube. You can check it out. Um, and there, there's a ton of this going on, like the SMX insider show that, that Weege and Daniel Blair do each week. There, there's also more content on that front than there's ever been. So I went over in my little segment and stood in that rut and we, we videoed it. I kind of walked through what he did and why, or like, I don't really know why he didn't know why, but just walk through the whole process. Why, you know, why you would want to sit there, what it does to your foot um, when you stand versus sit, all those things. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. If you're w- kind of wanting to see that section specifically. Uh, yeah. Kind of not, I mean, way worse consequences, but a lot like Sexton's crash last week in a, in that same kind of deal. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, who, Sexton uh, even said that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Cinturillo, I want to say it was AC. He crashed in that same rut. Uh, in the main event, doing the same thing. Foot came off and did a flying Superman. No, I would know. I don't think anybody saw it. Yeah, but I saw his him comment somewhere, maybe Instagram somewhere, where he did. Uh, I don't even know if he knew that AC had done or uh, that uh, AP had done that. Mm-hmm. But it sounded like he did the same thing. Well, Sexton wins, and like obviously the story is AP, but it's about time that something went Sexton's way, and, and it was this like. We've all been waiting for it, and he rode well. Like he was seventh at one point, maybe even further back, and he got up into second, and was closing on AP, like we talked about. 
But yeah, we each, uh, it, you know, he needed this. He needed something to go his way, and it, it did uh, at expense of a, of a of a good guy and, and everybody that somebody that everybody likes. But things went things went Sexton's way, and he got a win. Yeah, and uh, I asked him about that in the press conference, and he said the word I think we all expected to hear that it's kind of ironic. I mean, he mm-hmm. ends up winning a race in the exact manner that he has thrown away so many. I yeah. mean, yep. literally in Minneapolis last year, it was the last lap. You know, this was a lap and a half to go. And then several this year that were darn close to late in the race like that. So I don't think anyone can be like, oh, he just got lucky this time. I mean, he was definitely owed one. He had races he should have won that he didn't. So it's good for him to win one that he shouldn't have won. And I think the rest, you know, we could have our wigs blown back here and be like, man, Sexton went from seventh to second against those guys. But at the same time, I think we feel like he could have put that together many times this year, you know, seeing him be the fastest of that group. And again, these are not slouches. We're talking about two, two time champions here, but we've known he's had that speed the last couple of years, maybe not every week, but I mean, he rolled through those guys. He did. He ate them up. Now we will have to talk about Cooper Webb here in a second. Cooper's making it sound like the, the jumping with the red lights on, which we'll talk about, I'm sure was part of the reason he got away from them, but he did pass them all first. Yeah. Yeah. He was already there. Uh, Barsha was second, and I thought he was going to get second. Then Tomac got into second. I'm like, he's going to get second. Yep. You know, like it was a it was a case of like, oh, this guy's got it. This guy's got it. This guy's got it. Because you looked at the role that they've been on in Barsha's case, or you looked at their pedigrees in Tomac's case or Webb's case, and then Sexton, yeah, went by them all. Um, so you were kind of like thinking, well, yeah, he got he got all you guys. Um, yeah. What, what about How good that? were those first? I think it was the first nine minutes. Oh, I mean, Plessinger yeah. was gone, but that battle. Yeah. What four or five of those guys? That was unbelievable. I mean, that was yeah, that well, was some great racing. If you're Adam, you're like, oh, oh, okay, all right, cool guys, just go. Like he was getting blitzed uh, by those oh, guys. Oh, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like after two passes happened, it was oh. like I'm just gonna let four more guys <laughs> yeah. go. Well, I think it was the whoops, right? Like the whoops were just killing him. Yeah. Like he was trying to jump through them, and they were just like, that's not gonna work, buddy. You got, you're gonna have to move. Yeah, uh, JT, what'd you make of that penalty? Sexton's penalty. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you can't jump, right? The, the lights are there. I, I watched it in slow motion about 50 times, thankfully, uh, you know, just right there in the moment when they had uh, the camera crews down there. They were We were trying to decide whether we thought they were going to make a penalty because you know, we're going live with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just plain as day. And we were showing Lars uh, in the moment down there, too. And I, there's really no way you could argue it. It was everyone else rolled. He didn't roll. You can see the lights. You can see the red flag. I mean, it, it's really blatant. So, yeah, I mean, the rules, the rules, nothing really you can do. And what I was most surprised, because I didn't know it had happened uh, until Webb made those comments. I had no idea until Webb made that comment on the podium. Mm. Um, but it's it's funny, like, how aware of it he was already, right? He was like, and, and I don't know that I necessarily agree with his strategy here because, or, or if he's being a hundred percent honest with himself, because he's like, well, I didn't even try after that point because I knew they were going to do something about Sexton jumping there. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if you can just lay up there. If that's the case, like, no, we have precedent of what happens. We, he knows that he's seen it. happen. I know, but wouldn't you want to go try to win the race? You know, like, yeah, it it was convenient. Right. I I don't know that he was just like, well, I could have won, but I, you know, I knew they were going to penalize him. I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm there with that, but he did, and he was correct in that they were going to do something about it. Yeah, um, it just it just felt a little bit convenient. It was like, well, I didn't have to go try to beat him. It was obvious on TV when he did it. I saw it right away, along with a lot of other people. But Dino was up 
already. So I was thinking to myself, well, they got to make a call on that. The lights were on, though, and then everybody behind him didn't do it, which kind of tells you everyone saw the flag, yeah. saw the light, and didn't do it. Um, but we we have a rules now. Like, thank you know, we have these rules. It, it, we use them. Uh, Marv got it docked. Uh, Anderson got it. And then uh, Roxy got it last year outdoors. Right, Roxy outdoors. Um, we were talking about that seven points all year long for uh, somebody. No, some- well, here's the thing, though. I will say, I think seven might be more than than it's been in the past. Mm. I think we've seen one, two, or even was, maybe a four point here I and there. I think it was five when Dungey and Anderson had this happen at Detroit years ago. Well, that five. was taking the win away, and that's when the rule okay. changed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I'm. I'm glad we're not taking the the win away. Like I, I like what we're doing now. Do you guys? Yeah, I, mean, I don't see really both sides. Care. I, I think yeah. this is the logical thing you need to do. Um, the TV show ends, and you know who won the race. That uh, Seattle a couple years ago, and they did it to Marv, and the TV announcers didn't seem to know what the rule was, and they're showing the Roxon 2017 crash, thinking this could be it. Ken Roxon might be your winner tonight, but we don't know. Yeah. This could be his first win in three years, but we got to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Knowing for sure the win will not change and you go off the air and the people leave the stadium and they know who won. Okay. I did hear someone tell me like, so you can just cheat and win. Uh, yeah. But like for the sacred, you don't want it. That dungeon thing in 2016, what was it? Two in the morning where somebody found out Anderson won the race. Like that's not good either. No. Um, and also you, you, I think it's a different thing if you gain a position. If you pass somebody doing it, right, it's a different rule. Uh, you lose that spot, and then you lose more spots, um, like a like a penalization for passing someone doing that. So I think there's a different rule for that also, which Sexton didn't gain a spot. So I don't know. I think that – I would guess the seven points is because um, where sometimes it's been one or two. The, the pack was pretty close. They, I would assume here, and I shouldn't be doing that, I would assume they look at how many guys are close to you, how many positions did you maybe gain – and I think it's like a certain amount of positions you gained and then an additional penalty beyond that. Yes. And that's probably why it ended up being seven. Um, I, you gained uh, five points, and then we're going to give you two more because you did that. I, I like it. I think it's fine. We used to have seconds, and we used to do positions and seconds, and sometimes it was both. And Like RV's win in St. Louis one year was kind of oh, that very, was... very convenient that it was only four seconds and he won by five, right? Like. All of that stuff. That was uh, that was egregious. Right. Like I, I that's all wishy washy and here here's the rule. Yeah. Here's the penalty. Here's what you get done. And so Yeah. Um but those I, seven I will points say this are, part. Those when seven I hear points people are big. say they're inconsistent. They are not. This they consistently when I hear people say like, Oh, sometimes it's this. No, that since twenty seventeen, they changed the rule after sixteen. Yeah. It is always points. It is never positions. I got so, a text last night from somebody that was and I'm like, Yeah, that was Three regimes ago, that that rule was you know done that way. That penalty was done that way. Like, yeah, this is the seventh season that the rule has been the same. I, It'll be points, not positions. Listen, that is the definition of consistency. I'd love to ha- I'd love to hammer the AMA. I have no problems doing that, yes. but I can't. I can't. I, it's. it's I, I thought. Yeah, I would too. But I, I think they did a good job in this case. It was fast. Like the the decision came down. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of waiting. I mean, by the time the press conference was there, like this was this was done. So I I think they got this one right well yeah i'm just saying i think they got this one right i don't know if seven points is what i would say quote unquote fair but they acted quickly they looked at the data they explained it to everyone and it was this was done early so it okay go, go ahead which um 
Yeah, the, to the advantage of that, JT, is that Sexton was still around and was able to comment on it. You know, we yeah. talked to him on video for Racer X, so that's not going to happen unless they make a quick decision. And honestly, I don't know why these things should be taking four hours, right? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't. Um, I just think I think there's a lot of arguing going on and bickering, and they want to hear everyone out. But this one was so cut and dry. Like, there's just no way to argue it, in yeah. my opinion. And Sexton's, um, I mean, Sexton wasn't angry or fighting back, um, but his explanation, I should say, was that it was Dean Wilson who was down, and by the time he got there, Dean was up. But the only but Dean way was going again... backwards on the track. Yeah, like, yeah. You, I mean, well, up or not, like if someone's coming backwards on the track, you probably know something, and that's not a good situation. And you kind of can't well, have the rider. You can't they, have the rider being say... the judge of that. The rider can't be no, the judge. No, no, of I know, that. but yeah. you can't argue that he was up. If, if, oh, okay. Yeah, if he's up, he's coming backwards at you. Like that's yeah. not better. But even that doesn't matter because what I believe at Thunder Valley when Sexton got penalized last year, there wasn't even someone down. The lights, I think, were on accidentally. But the only way you can be consistent with the rule is to say nothing else matters. Lights, don't jump. This is not up to you to decide in the heat of the moment if you think it's safe or not. If the lights are on, don't jump. That's the end of the conversation, which is great. And we had the same controversy in the Yamaha LCQ Challenge last year. Oh, God. Oh, the same, huh? Yeah, same thing. Lights on, guy jumped. Then the guy said, Well, I don't think it was as cut and dry as this one. But um, the guy sent well, me a photo. Negotiations, anyway. Yeah, yeah. The guy sent me the photo with the lights off and said, "See, they are off." And I'm like, "Yeah, they're blinking." Yeah, they blink, bro. Yeah. So, <laughs> nice, nice work. Um, okay. Uh, Sexton one, Coop two. Good job for Coop. Uh, Barsha, like, just got into second. And honestly, I'm like, here it goes. Like, I was even thinking, Bam's going after AP, and he kind of just looked like he just, I don't know, just. Faded back a little bit. Like, Tomac got him. Webb got him. Um, and I still don't think this was a very good race for Eli Tomac. What do you, are you guys – like, he's got uh, he's got to close that. Like, he's he's off the podium, you know, if AP goes yeah. another lap and a half. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. I agree. And I think he really was on a mission to uh, kind of right the ship. Like, he came out, was fastest in the first uh, untimed qualifying session, which is rare for him. I saw him really – animatedly, I don't know if animatedly, but I'm going to use it anyway, angry at uh, Kate Clayson in qualifying session for getting in his way. So you could just tell he was he was out to kind of get this thing going early. And uh, I think it was, for me, it just came down to the whoops. He was really, really struggling there. And uh, talked to members of his team this morning on the way home, and they just said, yeah, he, he basically just said they were destroyed and he didn't want to take a risk on throwing it away. But they, they were really, really bad. Um, and he was, yeah, he was losing a lot of time there, much like AC. I mean, AC was jumping them on like lap one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that, yeah, it was just one of those things where I don't think he was willing to throw the race away trying to, to push there. We had a weirdo Indy, obviously, but we're right back to the three guys being on the podium. Obviously, the AP thing, you know, discounts it a little bit, but yeah, you know, I think Anderson could have been in the mix. Right. Uh, he was, he was great in the heat race, but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, you can't start way back there where he was. Right. Uh, he said in the press conference that um, who did uh, Tomac was mad at himself for going oh. outside. That was okay. pretty the, the actual same section where Plessinger went down. There were quite a few different lines. Guys were going inside and then outside, or outside, 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 inside. And oh, yeah, he the outside right. was fine. Yeah, that's where Webb passed him, and I yeah. think, and then Barsha passed him right after that, and I think Sexton no Sexton passed him in the rhythm. But anyway, he was mad that he was going outside there. He was bummed about that because obviously he wanted to keep Webb behind him. And because um, mm-hmm. at some point he explained that, and then somebody said, you know, do you when you're in these three way battles, 
or four-way battles was it different than one-on-one do you learn anything from that and tomac said yeah i learned to not go outside and then he did the eli like head nod thing so he was not yeah we know it's not funny that, yeah yep. just to add to your point so he was doing that outside he was kind of he was tripling into the outside then mm-hmm. stepping on stepping off outside and then blitz and if you were by yourself it was fast i was watching him it was, it was a really good line so he does that web just really shoots the gap there and blocks him, which was a brilliant move by Webb. Gets him there. And then not only does Tomax screw that part up, then Barsha uses that outside to blitz the dragons back and go by him in the same line he had been using. So yeah. it was like you got you got taken twice in the section by yeah. like just the same kind of dynamic twice by these guys. I, I, I he had to be just so pissed but, at how that all shook shook out. By the way, it looks super weird to have a black on white. Uh, number plate that was yes i thought his bike looked great that's, i, I that, honestly that, thought it looked really shook good me for like, a little bit his gear and that bike and that's i thought it all looked really really good yeah bike of the, the year. gear jt yeah i thought i thought his whole setup huh. the blue and the white huh. and the black yeah. and everything all worked good. uh by the way also he kind of alluded i just want to say one other yeah, thing he did right. allude to the neck was obviously way better than it was we uh we didn't talk about the neck thing last week we didn't know but i think everybody knows that by now that his problem at indy was a neck problem is that everybody listening to this know that i think I'm sure um, somebody doesn't, but they should. Okay, yeah. So he said he woke up with his neck hurting on Friday last week, not from a crash, just slept wrong. So last week was a disaster. He feels he was actually lucky to even get what he got. Um, and then he was better here. And then he kind of said in the press conference, you know, I'm not quite back to 100. But then typical Eli Tomek, he doesn't like to make excuses. He later then said it didn't affect me. But I don't know. This is still not quite the normal ride. No, the peak he, level Eli Tomac, so I might think that there was a little impact there. He can't get the second and get passed by two of the championship guys. That's just, it, you know, if you're him, you're like, no, that doesn't happen. So No, so I would wonder if the neck was still a little bit of an issue. And I think he only rode one day this week and press day. I, I mean, I think well, he's he said, failing a little bit. Did you mention he said it was uh, last week was like a 3 out of 10 and this weekend was an 8 out of 10? So uh, it didn't sound like he was 100% perfect. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, also, by the way, uh, MXA voted the Blue Crew bike, bike of the year for their 450 shootout. Just breaking news. Oh, oh that's, that's probably a 20 year streak they got going there. Unbiased Mathis there. No, no, I'm, I'm not unbiased. I'm just telling you what MXA said. Right. Um, Barsha four. Uh, he was good, but yeah, not uh, you know. Again, he was second, right? And coming off Indy, you, you, if you're him, you're like, ah, sweet, I'm on the podium. But you know, take away, take add AP to the mix, and he's fifth. Uh, Roxon was good in practice and qualifying. And I thought he would see a spicier Ken coming off the win, but didn't look like he got the start. And he closed up on Barsha, but yeah, never, never got it going uh, like last week. So spicy in practice. He was two tenths off of Sexton, and Kenny's not a practicer or not a qualifier. You know, like he's not a guy to to lay it down for the, for the most part. Uh, but it didn't didn't foreshadow anything in the main. So. Um, Craig, six. Good job for Craig. I think that's a season best after last week's season best seventh, right? Another season best yep. sixth. Yep. Uh, Justin Hill, seventh. Dude, that's good. Good job. We really have something here. And and Josh is pretty darn good, too. I mean, for this to not be a factory team and to have two mm-hmm. two riders who have been retired mm-hmm. at times. Do, do you think Ted Tedder is doing anything with the Bourne stroke? He said he can. Definitely right? suspect. Definitely suspect. <laughs> I think we need to pull some motors. Take a look. <laughs> yep. Let's take a look. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good job to yeah both Hill. Uh, Josh was tenth. Like Josh is, as I was saying, like 
three weeks longer than that now. He wasn't making the mains and wasn't really that close. He was up in the points for the Yamaha LCQ Challenge race. And now he's just better than Dino and Cade and Benny and all those guys. Just better than them. Like, leaped ahead of them. Starling. Josh or Justin? Josh. You think Josh is leaps and bounds better than Dino? He's just leaped ahead of them. In the like, he's finishing uh, finishing ahead of him. I don't I don't agree with that. I mean, Dino was Dino crashed his brains out. He was going to beat Josh. Yes, but then you have to finish, right? Well, okay. Well, yeah. Okay, was he was he was he better than Plessinger? Also, that's a little different. I know, but you're, <laughs> to say he's oh, just facts. better than JT Dino, throwing just, hard facts yeah, out here. Yeah, <laughs> better than Plessinger. He's. I don't think he's. I don't think he's leaps and bounds better than leaped ahead I, of Dino. I didn't Dino. say I leaps and bounds. That. I said leap. Okay, ahead, I don't yes. think he's leaped ahead of Dino. I okay. don't believe that. All right, cool. Uh, okay. Shit on Josh Pod, everybody. Yeah, perfect. That's exactly what my goal was. Um, but yeah, Justin Hill, good job, seventh. Josh Hill tenth. Yep, good job. Dude, I know that Justin Hill obviously has a little bit of a checkered past with teams trying to, you know, keep him on focus and on target. <laughs> right. You know, however I want to put it. And he, you know, he's shown great potential before, and teams haven't been able to harness it. And he's not going to race outdoors. So, you know, some teams, they just, if they're going to hire a full-time 450 guy, they need it to truly be full-time. Is there any chance that suddenly, if he keeps this up, and he's riding really well, and there's six more weeks to go here, that a team starts saying, like, man, is that an option even for a fill-in or something or or a legit look next year? Because, I mean, yeah, he's pretty good here. I think teams know what you said, where it's hard to get him. Yep. But the results are the results, right? I um, know. He Don't forget, Moto Concepts, two years ago, he was eighth in the points, eighth overall at the end of the year, you know, like uh, before he just walked away and couldn't agree the team – on contract terms or whatever, and then spent two years being a cop and yep. whatever else. And you know so. what? He was probably better than that. Um, remember when they came back from the pandemic and oh, they had yeah. the seven he races was, he and Salt Lake? He was, <laughs> he was horrible. Right. He was, yeah. He was getting better week in and week out. If that had been a normal season and he was just racing week to week, I mean, clearly he did not ride or train at all in the two months they had off. Yeah. But if we yeah. kept racing after Daytona that year, I mean – he probably would have started getting top fives yeah. and maybe at some point he gets a podium in that year. So, but this is, we all know this with Justin Hill, like the potential is not even the debate. Everybody knows what the potential is, Yeah. but I wonder if this starts sparking it again. Yeah. It yeah. Like the team think like, Oh you, man, you look at Honda who picked up Colt and he got that season opener sixth, never really got close to that again. And now he's been hurt and missing, you know, probably a concussion issue. I'm guessing. And, if you're Honda, you're like, well, we could have put Justin Hill on the bike, you know? Yeah, well, Hunter's going to be on that bike next year, so they won't have to worry about it. Right. I'm just saying for for this Hunter? year, like, like, yeah. You think Hunter's 450? Yes. That's it. We're done. It's just Lawrence Brothers 450 time. My opinion is very much so that exactly what will, what will happen. Oh wow. I'm not breaking news. I'm this is I'm not the official spokesperson for HRC, as maybe you didn't know. No. Uh, but that is what I definitely think is happening, yes. I just theorize that it's the, the classic. I don't want to get Steve going on a rent here. It's like, Hunter, you want to stay in the 250 class in one more year and make a ton of money because right. you're going to win a ton more races and probably at least one title, if not both? I think uh, I think that, my opinion, what's going to happen, they're moving him up. It fills that spot. They have those two, and then they're going to go get one of the top 250 guys to be alongside Chance Hymas. That's... 
I would wager a fair amount of money that that's yeah. what's happening. That is a big upside, yes. If you can get one of these top up-and-comers, then, then there's a definite upside to having yeah. Hunter just go back in the class and just dominate again. Yeah, I think I, I'm... I don't know, right? And I don't know yeah. if it's hundred percent, but I'm very I'm pretty confident in that. Well, I hope you're wrong only because um we were doing some math thanks to Clinton Fowler, our data statistic statistician. Uh, you know, the big story is that Hunter now has as many wins as Jet and the exact same amount of career starts. And I was like, Well, what's the most ever? And they're like sixteen, Stu is sixteen. I'm like, Hunter already has ten. If he comes back and races next year, can Hunter win seven more races between the end of this year and all of next season? He definitely could. And then I think that got taken a little bit too far um, with some comments all weekend about he's on his way to maybe being the best 250 Supercross Whoa, rider ever. easy. Yeah, easy. And, then, and then Dan Hubbard asked Hunter that, and Hunter was not having it. He's like, I haven't even won a title yet. He's like, there are yeah. two-time champs in this class. Like, Jet's on his yeah, way to his- maybe win. <laughs> he's in his third year. He's older. He's got motocross GP experience, and this is his third year. It's finally coming together. Like, yeah, easy. Yeah, even Hunter was like, no, right. I don't. Yeah. I don't which is, I'm which not is part cool of that for him. I, yes. I did hear him say that, which is yep. that gives me hope in humanity that he just wouldn't be a go along with it because he's no. being realistic. Like, he's doing awesome. He deserves a ton of credit, what? but like, yeah. Just keep it in the let's keep it in the frame it, it needs to be in for now. It's when you see that and you see the jet and hunter and I saw that stat too. It's nuts. It's nuts because and then I start thinking, is the depth of these two fifty guys not there this year? Do we not have great depth? What is you know, obviously Shimoto's out and Hammaker's out and but these guys aren't like all timers that are missing. Um Forkner. But I yeah, I don't I just have a hard time wrapping my head around it. Like, oh, these are the two greatest uh, 250 Supercross guys we've ever seen. Like, I don't know, but maybe. Stats are stats. Numbers are numbers. So, um, Well, no, it, I don't think Jet's numbers actually are that eye-popping. You know, if he wins two or three more here at the end of the year and he moves up, he'll just be yeah, he'll just one be of the I, better ones Ivan ever. Tedesco. Ivan Tedesco. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I, mean, I don't think you know. that Jet's number – it's just that Hunter, if he comes back next year – Again, he yeah. only has to win seven more to be the all-time leader in 250 yeah. Supercross starts over Stu. So this is one of those deals where the numbers but, and yeah. maybe reality don't quite link up, so you got to be careful with how you use the numbers. Uh, all right, AC 8th crashed, obviously, uh, but still like led a lap and, um, yeah, better than what it was when he was before he got hurt, when he was going back to 12th or 10th or whatever. Uh, Anderson, yep, won the heat. Looked good, qualified second quickest, uh, and then crashed uh, twice or just once? Crashed twice? I just saw one. Okay, maybe just one. I don't uh, know. Yeah, bad don't, start. Don't take that as gospel. I just yeah, saw yeah. one. Uh, bad start. And then that, Josh Hill 10th, we touched on. Benny Bloss uh, and Cade next. Cade rode really well. Uh, looked like he rode mm-hmm. well all day long. So Yeah, and then, I, blew it. I pulled him. I pulled him off the fantasy team. I put Dino on. And uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Oh. Uh, go my way. Benny did get passed by Cade and I think Harlan and then got them both back about five minutes to go. So I don't know if Benny made a mistake or, or whatever, but regrouped. And was, was there a Jeff Bloss sighting? I did not see Jeff. Okay. But you don't really see anybody at this race unless you go into the yeah. privateer pit area. So yeah, True. Uh, Harlan, uh, I think Harlan... I talked to Harlan this morning. He crashed late, last lap. Or yeah, I think he lap. got tangled. I was trying to remember the whole. I mean, you know how these private animals are. There's just stuff going on, yep. just chaos all the time. 
I think Harlan said he thought he could have maybe even got 12th, like those that spot that all those guys are around. Yep. I think he might have tangled with Cade uh, late, and uh, then he was bummed because he ended up 15th, which is still good. Yep. But he uh, didn't get the AP bump that Cade and Benny got. I was trying to have uh, our guy, Mitchie Kendra, who was in the press box, so he could just watch the whole thing eagle eye. I'm like, can you please explain how the race ended for AP? And he's like, yeah, he has a two minute and 47 second last lap. So he even uh, kind of like Benny earlier in the year, he got attended to by the medics on the track. Then later got on his bike, rolled the dragons back, rolled the finish. And at a two minute, 47 second final lap. <laughs> That's right. Benny and Anaheim with triple crown or whatever. Right. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. AP got 13 and getting 13th in the night, but yeah, Benny and, yeah. and Cade, good job for that. And Cartwright and Harlan, uh, really good for those two guys too. Harlan's just like, he's just solid. He's riding really yep. well. He's on a year old bike. Uh, yep. Hawaii's own, you know. Um, it's great for that yeah, state. It, we've we've entered that time of the season, right, where these guys are all knocking out career best. There's just enough dudes hurt. Yeah. They're all getting better. Um, yeah, I saw Cartwright. He was ecstatic. That was a career best for him yep. after the race. He was right. so pumped. And now he knows he might have to try to race a couple nationals to make sure he gets in the SMX. It's funny. Now the dudes are starting to see the reality of like, oh, how's this going to work? Like, that's a lot of money if I can get into one of those mains. Yeah, but they, you got to do more than race a couple. I mean, Cartwright's going to finish, you know, top 20 in points, and then all these dudes are going to blow by him in nationals, which, yeah, which you lose 50 points, you know, double the points, you know. Yeah. And I said, do you even know if you show up, you're going to be just definitely getting top 20s and, uh, and scoring points? And he's like, I don't know. I'm going to have to train a lot. <laughs> Better, uh, better motorsports athlete career-wise, Grant Harlan or Clifford out of Tante. Hmm. Well, I think, I think it would be John DeSoto one, Grant Harlan okay. two. Well, I think DeSoto's kind of in his own league, still. Then the flying Hawaiian Harlan's climbing who, the ladder. Who was actually from Oklahoma, but we'll just go with it. Fair enough. <laughs> Did you? Are you? Joking? I also thought at one point that Chuck Sun was from Hawaii, so I, Wait. I don't. Know how to square any of that. Was that a joke, or were you serious? You thought the flying Hawaiian was from Hawaii? Who? Uh, Clifford. I, no, I thought Clifford Artante. Yeah, I was, I was going with Hawaii. <laughs> well, I mean, Grant Harlan lives in Texas and grew up in Texas. So, yeah. like, basically anybody who's been to Hawaii is eligible. But if you look at the flying Hawaiian, you can he looks Hawaiian. He does. Yes. So, I guess I, guess I get the, uh, the mistake there. But I believe he's born and raised in Oklahoma. Tom Selleck, also Hawaiian. Right. <laughs> um, Just right. another redheaded Hawaiian, that Grant Harlan. Uh, yeah. McElrath wasn't good all day. He qualified like 19th and then got 17th in the main. We had seen some improvement from Shane. So I don't know what was going on this weekend. I don't know if any of you guys heard anything or what, but he wasn't good all day. Like when, And no offense to Cartwright and Morans and, and these guys, but like he just – you know, I don't think he should be beat, beat by those guys. But I mean, he's a multi-time 250 Supercross winner, yeah, right? Like yeah. he's yeah. He was just bad all day, so maybe he was maybe he was sick. I don't know. Um, Starling uh, looked like he wanted nothing to do with those whoops. Absolutely nothing to do with those whoops all day long. Uh, 18th got in through the LCQ. Fast Freddy got in again. That's two weeks in a row for Fast Freddy. So he is back. Uh, Marquet got into I think a second main event, and Chiz Chiz was in the mechanics area for a little bit with some repairs, and then. I don't know. Yeah, he crashed. He, did he actually crashed. just showed it on Instagram. Um, he tried to pass two guys in the whoops. Was it Cade and McElrath, I think, on the first lap? Yep. Tried it. He got into the back of Cade. Mm. Basically, yeah. almost the same thing. Well, not exactly the same, but Egan, Jordan Smith-esque-ish. Right. A little um, bit. 
So Chiz, Chiz in the LCQ, which we oh, on, yeah. on Twitter people were saying you were yelling that in the over the intercom. It's not exactly a bold prediction here. No, but I just think the whole connotation. Oh, chiz, jizz. I, would, you I, know. I, I thought it was so mainstream now that it wasn't even. Oh, okay. Didn't even think it would cause a ripple. Okay, all right, fair yeah. enough. Nipple or ripple? <laughs> I don't know how what could cause. Can something cause a nipple? I don't know. All right, sure. Why not? Um, okay. So yeah, I was playing. Like I had chiz on the fantasy team. That was that was. A, he did get up. It took like two laps to get the bike fixed. I think his clutch lever broke, and then yeah. he rolled around and did all his laps. And they got the twenty second anyway. That's what he does. And A Ray uh, broke his finger. Our guy, A Ray. Oh yeah, yeah. Like two laps into the day. <laughs> it's not going well for him. This is his farewell season. And I he think, said this. Yeah, he's done. Oh, it's official. Yeah, and I think he's not going to make any more because that whatever it's going to take about six weeks or whatever. So uh, poor A Ray. Yeah, literally, I start today over by the podium. And then practice starts, and I kind of mosey my way over to the mechanics area as things are kind of getting started. It's just free practice, and everybody's kind of picking their spots. And A-Ray's already in and already in pain, and then they're already pushing the bike off. And I'm like, this is we're, – we're eight minutes into the day. <laughs> He's on brand. If nothing else, the, the yes. man is on brand. Yes. Um, and then I wish – I almost – I tried to whip my phone out to get – so he did go out for the heat race just to roll around yeah, and get his money. Yeah, because if you – yeah, but but there wasn't even 40 guys, right? So he didn't probably need to do Still that. Still have to but, start, though. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yep. he, he just started to get his money. Yeah. I was sprinting from one side to the other to try to get video of dudes on the first lap just crushing the whoops and then him just cruising down the side <laughs> and rolling up the tunnel. But I just <laughs> missed it. I know I know on your text to everything, Kate, it would have been enjoyable. It, it would have been. Uh, the um, – the thing with that is uh, the gate malfunction. I thought it was a timing issue because he was sixth. And I'm like, wait, he's just rolling. And they had him in sixth? So I don't really know what happened with the timing. The timing was off for that very first LCQ, but it was the gate that bounced that the reason why they did a red flag. Yeah. But I don't know. You're telling, they... timing... you telling me that the timing was off is not shocking. No. Well, that's what I <laughs> – I even texted Daniel, our buddy Daniel, and I'm like, "Hey, the the, I think it's a timing thing because A Ray says sixth, and uh, as far as I know, he's rolling. Uh, but it was the, then they came on and said, "No, the gate bounced." So it was that. But um, yeah, real kick in the nuts. Well, speaking of that, Josh Hill was like tenth. Now he might have still made it, but he definitely benefited from the restart for sure. And then John Short did not. John Short was like fourth, yeah. third or fourth, and then was way back. So, but I watched Hill start the first time, mm-hmm. and it was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. I'm like, what the hell did he hit? So the reason oh. he started last oh, was okay. because of the game. Sure, oh right, my, my yeah. sure. I didn't, yep. I didn't see that on the replay, but it didn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah. Um. So that's probably it. You're right. Now, yep. did did I notice they didn't take a 10 minute break like they normally do for an injured rider? I guess there's differences between a malfunction and a like injured riders at mandatory 10 minute break, right? And then we each has to go and somehow fill that time, which would have been great if I was there. Uh, but for this thing, they look like they just lined up and dropped it again. So oh. yeah, I don't, I don't think they were. I mean, just they were trying to get this done as quickly as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just like, ah, let's go, you animals. So well, I learned something there because they literally said, hey, get ready to find a spot on the track and do a track report because we have to kill a couple of minutes. And then they're like, no, 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 they're actually going to restart right now. Yeah. And uh, now, thanks to you, Steve, now I actually understand what was going on there. Yeah. Um, all right, that's 450 class. Anything else? Anything else 450 wise? So, 
Sexton seven points. That's oh. that puts him from uh, ten back to seventeen back. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but it's twenty six <laughs> points to win. So that's a lot. Yes, that's a lot. That is a lot. Yep, ten points it's is a better. lot on somebody like Webb. Yes, uh, ten points is better than seventeen. Oh, oh yeah, good, good, good observation. You're welcome. Uh, thank you to the folks at Fly Racing, of course. Fly Racing, I went riding today in my new stealth gear, JT. Couldn't even see me out there. It was between the speed and the stealth gear. No one could see yep. me, so it was great. Have you talked to uh, the gentleman that lives at your former residence? Do you know if he is enjoying that stealth gear? Uh, <laughs> I have not. Also. That's, okay. that's actually two houses ago, and I don't know. Yeah, I can find out, though. I can go knock on their door. It's far away away from this house, but we can do yeah, that. Yeah, just uh, customer feedback. Right, if right. He's liking it. Can you imagine pulling that out and being like, uh, okay, there's no zippers. <laughs> there's no anything. There's a – yeah, anyways. Um, so thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for all that they do. And, of course, uh, motorsport.com, great prices, uh, great customer service over there. Uh, everyone there, dedicated team of gearheads, including one Talon Taylor as well. Uh, so please check out motorsport.com. Free shipping on over 79 bucks. If you need aftermarket parts like a – say your pivot axle nut comes off or say your clutch is burned or say that you need a kill switch or an inner tube or maybe you need some chain lube because the top of your chain lube broke. Any of these things, motorsport.com okay. can get them for you. Yeah, can they help? Actually, we do know uh, they, they have uh, technicians you can call, right? Yeah, gearheads. Gearheads. Do you know any of them? I do, yeah. Okay. Now, Maybe that's what I need to do. You, I don't know, Weege, what it's been like for you, but Terrible. It's been, you've been getting hammered like in my texts, on social like yes. everyone is just really teeing off on you for all of your these issues. So yep. And uh, uh, as you called for this podcast, I was knee deep in uh, transmission oil, adjusting the clutch on my son's fifty, and not having much success. <laughs> uh, I bet. Uh, thanks to the folks at Cobo Links too. By the way, k o u b a links dot com. Please check them out. They're available at motorsport.com, or you can just go to cobolinks.com, use the code PulpMX, get free shipping and a discount from cobolinks.com, lowering suspension link from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. So if you're shorter of stature, uh, yeah, helps to uh, turn the bike, helps to feel a little better, give you some more confidence, touch the ground, all that stuff, cobolinks.com, of course, Renthal and Maxis as well. And as well, Weege, I came back from dirt bike riding today, and I looked over and I saw a bunch of guys on a mountain bikes parked at this off the highway. And I immediately pulled out on X Maps to see oh, nice. what was going on there. Yeah, you probably discover some new trails. I mean it has Well can I be half can I be can I, can I be honest here? It wasn't on Onyx, so I don't know where where these guys were going, but it wasn't there for Onyx, and I was very surprised. <laughs> I, I am surprised because yeah. it has public and private lands, and I'm sure most of these mountain bike trails you do ride that you already know about are on there for sure. And the cool thing is you can really specify different things. Like, for example, if you're an enduro type or you want to ride all day, you can actually link together how long these loops are going to be and then figure out your gas mileage so you don't run out of gas because that is a problem on dirt bike. They you know, huge gas tanks suck to ride with. So, you know, if you know your bike can go 50 miles, you can do maps like that so you don't run out. We already mentioned that you can specify single tracks so you don't have to deal with side-by-sides. So take it for a trial. You can go to their YouTube channel and watch the 101 Masterclass. It'll tell you everything that the app can do, and we'll give you 20% off. Just type in the code RACERX, all lowercase, all one word, RACERX, 20% off. Go to the YouTube channel, watch, or just go to onxmaps.com or on X Off Road in the App Store. 
All right, fair enough. Two fifties. Hunter Lawrence led every lap. He guys, uh, he's led every lap since Daytona, three in a row, right? Um, he's got a, I don't know how many big of a points lead he's got. Forty points, thirty-eight points or something. Uh, he's gonna win this. But the Jordan Smith, Hayden Deegan thing is all people want to talk about. Obviously, they love the drama and everything else. Uh, Jordan didn't make the main event. Um, went down forcing it with Hayden Deegan in the heat. And then in the LCQ, bad start from the outside because he actually ate shit again twice in the heat, had a bad gate pick, ate shit in the LCQ, uh, came up just short uh, from making it. Um, but I, I – so uh, from what I've gathered, there's no beef between Hayden Deegan and Jordan Smith that my person knows about. But oh. holy smokes, did it look that way in the heat. They're kind of – in my eyes, they're both to blame. More so Hayden because Jordan, you know, blew by him in the whoops. And then Hayden takes him outside. That's fine. Whatever. That's pretty normal. Next turn, the right-hander. Hayden's now slowing up and trying to, you know, play games a little bit. Jordan is kind of, all right, let's go on. Then they make the right turn. They come out of there. And then that one to me is the egregious one where Hayden just rides into him on the outside as Jordan goes on the outside. And now Jordan's pissed. And probably should have backed it down and, and, and yelled at the kid back at the truck. But instead, Jordan tried to force it. I, I mean, I, I hope someone at Star Yamaha or someone at Yamaha, Jim Roach, uh, who runs Yamaha Racing, somebody needs to get to Hayden Deegan and be like, dude, don't do that. Like, Jordan's not innocent, but come on, man. Uh, it's a heat race. It's your teammate. Uh, he's in the fight as well, and he didn't make the main event. Um, that's where I stand, uh, Weege, on all of this. Yeah, I'm with you, but obviously this takes on another level. Yes, people love the drama in general, but we knew that eventually this would happen when Hayden Deegan was involved because they've done a great job of promoting the sport. They've done what everybody says they want to do, but don't. They're the only ones that can probably really say they have brought in new fans, and if some of them just are watching on YouTube or social, that's fine. That's still more eyeballs. Some are probably watching on TV, even better. Some are probably buying tickets to the races, even better. And maybe some people have bought a bike or gear or a shirt, a hat. I mean, they've done it. They've grown the sport, which is awesome. Of course, that brings some side effects because you've got, for sure, some people that I think are newer to the sport when you see some of the takes. And also, they're really just Hayden Deacon fans, and so they're extremely biased. I mean, a lot of fans have their favorite rider, but it's just a, it's just a lightning rod for attention. That's what they've created. And like I said, it's great. This is just a minor side effect. Look, Anyone who's watched racing for a good amount of time, and I hate arguing these block pass things, but this is an open and shut case. You should not be racing really anybody like that in a heat race, let alone your teammate. And we've watched a lot of races. As soon as you're doing what he did on the inside, like you said, the turn after the whoops, that was a bit much, but Yeah, but that was fine. I was fine with that. Yes, that was a bit much, but okay. But once you're doing the thing in the next corner where you're stopping and just so you can pin him to the outside, we, we already know, we've seen enough to be like, okay, now now it's games. Now you're playing games. And to just do that on the second lap of a heat. And then in the next corner to actually make contact with the guy, again, it's only a To heat. like slow down and then hit the guy. Yeah. 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 And, and it's a teammate. Like, yes, I've heard people say like, hey, man, he races to win. And it's not a team sport. Dude, yes. But you can look back at thousands and thousands of races this is not what people do. No. This is just not what you do. And as I always say, the way these bowl corners are designed, if you want to hit a guy and just block him and meet him at the exit, there's nothing the other guy can do. Like, the corners are designed that if you want to take it that far, you can do it. Uh, um, there's nothing Jordan Smith can do to stop that if Hayden chooses to ride that way. 
Uh, and then I thought for sure, like you, that it was on Jordan, the final piece. Like he was like, well, now I'm going to really get you. And he screwed it up. But man, I actually went and like watched it like frame by frame. And it's pretty crazy, the body English that Hayden uses to get from the left side of the track to the right. I mean, he's literally hanging off the side of the bike to get his body in front of Jordan to, to cut across on him. So I don't even know if I can even put that on Jordan. But even if I can, I don't know why Hayden's doing that in the first place unless they had beef coming in. If that's the case, it's Frontier right. Justice. It's fine. We saw Michael Moseman do this to Jet a couple of years ago, and he's like, hey, I owe you one, and I'm going to do it in the heat where it doesn't hurt you as bad in the points. But if there isn't beef coming in, well, and we'll get to the fact that in a second, Hayden had like five chances in the press conference to say there was, and he didn't. I don't know why you would do this. I do not understand at all. We've yeah. watched thousands of races. This is not normal behavior. Well, the person I spoke to was close to Jordan, and yeah. they're like, we, I don't know. I don't know of any heat. I don't know what the problem is. Well, there are Deegan fans out there saying Jordan's been taking him high every race this year, but yeah. I'm, I'm like, these okay. are Deegan fans, I think. Yeah, 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 like, w that's called racing. Um, JT. Uh, this is different. J JT, what, do, what did you make of the whole thing? Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really figure out why, um, why Hayden was so aggressive there, right? Like, it's your teammate. I understand it's an individual sport and all that, but you can't actively – try to inhibit your teammates race. Like that's just not a, that's just not a good move. Um, definitely try to win, but you, you always try to keep it clean with your teammate. That's just rule number one. And like, it wasn't just one move, like the block pass where it was like too hard. I could be like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. Like, I, you know, I, I'm always going to steer to the side of not doing that. But if you think about it, it was three turns in a row where he goes for a hard block pass. The first one after the whoops, then the second one, he waits and then jumps at him, misses him. And then the third one, he hits him. And then the fourth one, Jordan tries to get him back and goes down. So I'm just like, really? Like to, to, we just went like, like the second lap of the heat, this is where we're at. Like we're, you guys are gone. Like you guys have checked out over J Mark and you guys are going for the kill here. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's, and it's... I just literally during the, over the course of those 15 seconds or whatever it was, I literally was going, what are you doing? Well, that's like, what to myself makes you think there's gotta be something else going on. But the person I talked to would know. And they're like, I, no, they don't know. They don't know why he has, did that. Yeah. Nobody has alluded to that on either side. So he had plenty of chances to say that yeah, was the case. Both, and if he did, I have. think we'd all say good on you kid. Yep. And I've talked to people that, that on Jordan's side too, that know him and they, there wasn't like, yeah, there, there's a feud going on. Like it, yeah. it didn't seem like that was a thing. So I don't really know. Um, you can't do that. I think you just can't do it. No, 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 no. And, and I think there was an opportunity for Hayden in the press conference to, to ba basically just disarm it and say, you know what? I, I, I got a little bit too aggressive there. Um, it's a learning moment for me and uh, yeah, I'll just have to, to approach it differently next time. I just, I think if he had done that, even if he didn't believe it, even if he didn't believe it, I think there's so much more to be gained there versus I wasn't paying attention. Like, I don't know. The guy's fifth in the points. Like what? Like, well, yeah, 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 but yeah. Like you're saying, I wasn't paying attention. What do you mean you weren't paying yeah, attention? He I, don't, I don't even know what that means. I want to say more about the press conference, JT, but he's 17. So maybe I I'll totally, just, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to come know? down. I just felt like it was a missed opportunity. Oh. He could have totally diffused it he, and been done. And, I know he's 17. That's a huge part of this, but man, I, I just, I really struggled with just the whole, the whole thing of, I don't know. I mean, like every sport needs a villain, right? So, and if this is who 
if he wants to be outspoken and just be like, yeah, you know what, this is what you're going to get from me and, and like it or don't. Okay. Well, that's, that's okay. Like Barsha, Barsha does that too. So, you know, but, it doesn't matter to me. It didn't affect me at all. Um, I just looked at it as like, man, you could have really, you could have gained a lot of fans. And I, and I don't like if you're, if your goal, right. And, and you can tell they're building a brand around Hayden. That's not any mystery. There's, that's not a secret. My opinion is that if your goal is to build a brand and as he becomes more successful, I think there's more to be gained by everybody being on your side than half of the people hating you and half of the people loving you. And if you go about it this way and you piss everybody off or piss a lot of people off, half of them are going to hate you. So that was just what I left with. was like, man, I, what a missed opportunity to be like, you know what? I should have handled that differently. Um, I just and I wanted I just wanted to win and I I probably just got a little bit too aggressive there. Well, then I would have been like, yeah, man, I, I get it. I would say that was not that's not even aggressive. That's just poor racing. That's cheeseball arena cross moves. What he was doing, Fair but enough. sure, but but, but just, say but say the words aggressive. Sure, it. yeah, yeah. If you just own um, up to it and instead of being like, or like at least show some sort of humility in the moment and be like, yeah, yeah probably yeah. I probably should have rethought that, not just. I, w- I, w- I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. We, like, what? I, we, I'm just like, we had but a mo- you're right. He is 17. He is really young. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a little bit of leash there. But I uh, just, I really struggle with the press conference. We, we had him on the Pope Show a few weeks ago, and I've interviewed him afterwards, and he's very well-spoken, and he is good, and he looks at you in the eye, and he is a kid who's brought up in the social media world and done interviews since he was four years old. But this was bad, Weech. He blew this. I don't know if Brian or the team – I, it almost sounds like to me the team didn't say anything to him because if the team came at him in a little bit like, hey, you can't do that, you know, that's not – don't do not do that or whatever. And then he did that. I think then that's even – I don't see that that happening. So I, it seems to me the team didn't say anything to him, and then he doubled down and handled it poorly at the press conference. Yeah, that's the part that, that surprised me the most, um, almost like using it as like a – like this is doubling down. Like you did something – like you said, those are cheese ball rain cross moves – Anyone who's watched racing for a long time knows that's just not how you race, especially in a heat race, especially against a teammate. Yes, you can do it, and anyone can do it. But by the way, it's not biased. I, I cannot believe I'm seeing comments of like, Justin Barsha does it all the time, and you don't crucify him. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, Barsha has been booed out of stadiums around the world. Paris, last year, it's happened. So, like- Barsha faces this music, and he's been penalized many times. He's lost a lot of money over this. Absolutely, this is what you get when you do that. And honestly, Barsha at least is trying to pass people aggressively. He's not doing the stopping in corners, cat and mouse, cheese ball arena cross games against a teammate in a heat race. Even Barsha's not doing that. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. T- so Barsha and, and Anderson, for example, this year, have had to face the fire many, many times. So I do not want to hear anyone saying, like, they're being hypocrites. They're coming down on Hayden because they're haters. I don't see the you don't see us coming down on other riders for this. I mean, Anderson and Barsha are taking this fire in and, front of the firing squad weekly look, and getting penalized. And, and so Jordan, this is just what you get. Jordan's, a, Jordan's a veteran. I, He's a good guy. He doesn't ride like this. Like he, he kind of deserves a little more respect than the guy's fifth in points. Yeah. Cause you, cause well, he, you know, he wasn't fifth in points. He didn't qualify. He yeah. was ahead of you in points going into the night. He was ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, yes. like Let's, Jordan deserves better here. Jordan is a, classy veteran that doesn't ride like that jordan, so i think uh but you know jordan yes he deserves more credit but he probably also should have known to disengage like yeah. hey like hayden's 
Aiden's willing to uh, go the whole way here. Like, I, I should probably rethink this. No, I know that's hard to he's say. He's not in innocent. No, yeah. No, he's yeah. not. No. And that's all. I don't want this to come across the word bashing Aiden and Jordan is blameless because Jordan probably should have checked up and right. realized, you know what? He He's obviously completely disregarded anything about this heat race and me, so I can't get sucked into this <laughs> yeah, trap like, right now. Like, I don't know what's going on, but let me just take yeah, seconds. Like he's lost his mind. Right. So I need to be, yeah. I need to take the high road here. Right. And then go back to the truck and be like, hey, kid. Stop it. Yeah. Um, no, or just like, honestly, if that's me, I probably try to restrain myself and go back to the truck and say, dude, you ever do that again? We're both going to be on the ground in a big way. Like, don't do that. Um, that. That's just, I mean, that's, that's how I, in my racing days would have probably said that whether or not he cares, maybe he punches me. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but that's probably what I would have said. I don't like the way Hunter ha- handled this either in the press conference, like saying, oh, it was back in the day. And then he was making a note that this was just hard racing. The way Hunter was defending Hayden, who, by the way, Hunter's own people, I don't know about Hunter himself, but Hunter's own people were so upset about this Daytona thing that they were complaining to everybody and anybody, me, myself included, and and obviously Feld, complaining about this rough riding. Uh, and then, you know, I don't know if – I don't think anybody in Hunter's camp – specifically said, hey, don't ask the media to not ask questions, but maybe felt felt like they needed to go there. Anywho. Uh, no, it did come from Hunter's camp. Don't ask questions? Yes, that, oh. was, that was not from Hunter. Oh. But it was absolutely no, from no. Hunter's camp telling Feld oh. to say this. Okay, so I, I took it like oh, Feld. 100%. I took it like Feld was trying to help him out, but no, no. No, oh, no, okay. no, no. No, that was a stern so, request in the heat of the moment. and uh, So he they want no yeah. questions about this aggressive riding in well, Daytona. Well, who's that? I mean, it, it came from Merce. Yeah. It did. So yeah. no I, questions. I don't, Hunter, I don't want to say that Hunter told Merce to say that. No. That, that part, I don't know. I'm not saying yeah. either, but obviously it bothered yeah. Hunter. It bothered Hunter enough for Merce sure. to say something. And then Hunter yeah. comes in and goes like, that, that's just, you know, 90s racing and 80. I see everybody talking about how great it is. That's all this was. No, Hunter, this was not 90s. Hard racing, what Hayden Egan was doing to his teammate. As we said, we've all watched hundreds of hours of racing, and this doesn't normally happen between teammates. It's not good old racing from the 80s and 90s. And also, at some point, Hunter says, and it was a mistake at the end. What I told, I, I, it's the same, same thing I told Damon Bradshaw about 75 million times. You were an idiot in 92. What are you doing? Yeah. I just like, I, why would you take out Matasevich over and over and over and cost yourself a championship? Like, I, I, so if if that's what we're comparing against, it was really stupid then, and it's really stupid yes. now. I, so I, I, it's the same thing for me. Yeah, I like Hunter and I like Mertz, but spare me, spare me in all of that. I just, I, I mean, I don't care what Hunter says, or I was. It seemed like a very weird place to interject. Yes, like it, yes. It, it didn't involve you. Yes, I would like you didn't know you didn't see Nate Thrasher jumping in, right? Like. Thrasher was even mouthing like something like "Oh my God" or something. He mouthed something, which is pretty interesting. Like he, I think he was just like, "I'm not getting anywhere near any of this." So I was like, well, "At the very end, surprised. they said, hey, Nate, did, did you see anything at the team's truck, or do you have any opinion on this?'" And he just said, "Yeah, no comment," which was, which is an awesome well, he, punctuation he, on the whole thing. It was great. He mouthed something when, <laughs> when uh, Hayden says he's like fifth in points or whatever. Like he's kind of like he he mouths like. I need to go back and watch. I missed that part, but that's great. Oh. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think it like, just, Hey Hunter, just, yeah, stick this one out because if hey, Hayden's not even your teammate and if he's doing that to you, you are losing your mind. Yeah. I want to see him go out, go after Hunter like that. 
Uh, yeah, I love to see it. If the tone would change. Yeah, yeah. I love I to know, see. Maybe it. it wouldn't. Maybe it wouldn't. Maybe Hunter's cool with it. I don't. Know, Hunter's cool with a guy just checking up and going to the out and then stopping. I'm just it. Saying, yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. I'm no maybe. chance. No chance. Yeah. Well, right now he is. Right now he well, is. So maybe. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. So all right. So if Hayden's listening to this, yeah, Hayden, just your buddy Hunter there, just go see how he feels about it. Yeah, that'd be great. I love it. I think Hunter is explaining his situation with the Thrasher deal in Daytona, and he's probably right. What he did in Daytona was not egregious, was not horrible, and yes, he probably got beat up for it, and we know they were upset that they got beat up for it. And Hunter is not wrong to probably be like, dude, that was just hard but, aggressive okay. racing. But yes, yeah. against your against your championship rival in the main event. Exactly. Yep. So I think Hunter is reflecting his experience from Daytona and putting that over to Hayden's deal, which is totally different. Totally different. That's 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 not even the same ballpark. No. No. It, yes, it is true. If Hunter did what he did in Daytona 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I think some people would be like, that's just good, hard racing, two guys going I, for a title in a main event. I'm saying that. I had no problem with Hunter's move in Daytona. Yeah, so hold on, hold on, hold on. I, okay, I have, a, I have the perfect analogy. Yeah. At, Day at Daytona, in the heat race, if Hymas is teeing Hunter up, is, is Hunter just like, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. No problem. Right on, man. Like, if he's cutting me off and going for the takeout and teeing me up, you think Hunter's just like, cool? I don't. I do not. <laughs> no. Dude, I could be way wrong, but I don't I do think. Not. I don't think anybody is, JT. Yeah. No, but I know, but that's yeah. the same thing. Right. Like, that would be the same thing, and, and I don't think you would feel the same. And if Hunter's saying it about his thing with the Thrasher, then maybe say that last week, oh, wait, your camp asked the media to not ask you about it. Uh, maybe save it for then. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's so, gonna hate us now. That's the best part of this is every rider's gonna hate all of us now, which is gonna be just awesome. But it is what it is. Yeah, I, listen, I, I I don't care. You guys know that. I'm gonna. No, no, I'm being now. honest. I'm care. giving my real opinion. I would tell them to their faces how I feel. They, I I'm 100 percent okay with them thinking I'm wrong. And, That's okay. And to put it back on the media a little bit, uh, David Iser from DMXS is a friend of mine. But yeah, calm down, David. A little aggressive there. I mean, you could tell he was emotional. Yeah, I know, but Jordan. but okay, right. that's cool. But yeah. ask it once. I'm not saying that's right. right. I'm just telling you. You can, yep. you can tell. I yeah. would tell him ask it once, and move on. You know, um, that's all I would do. So, anyways, the uh, the hunter also said, you know, you know, split second decisions are made, and that is absolutely true at Daytona. Again, with him and Thrasher, it was a split second decision. It's two guys sending it into the corner. And sometimes things happen. I say that all the time. Like, people are always looking for intent with these block passes. And I'm like, quarterbacks don't have intent to throw interceptions. They are taking calculated risk of, I think I can get this ball into this guy's hands without the other guy catching it. It's not intentional. Most, to me, contact on the track, a lot of it is like that. But that's not what this, this, this heat rate was. I mean, it was three incidents, four incidents. And Hayden had looked back at him over the finish line jump to make sure that he knew who it was behind him. This unfolded over the course of like 20 seconds. This was, this was not one split second, bad decision. Daytona with Thrasher absolutely was that. It's just, I had been doing this to Hunter at Daytona. Yeah. Hunter would, Hunter would not be just like, yeah, no problem. This is awesome. No, I, no big deal. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I, for me, that's as far as it needs to go. Like if he, if he can truly look in my eye and say, you know what? Yeah. Hymas pulls those exact same moves on me and we're it's my teammate and I'm in a championship fight and all the then I would yeah. be like, Okay, well I'm just way wrong then. I clearly I don't know anything then because that no. doesn't seem like it would be appropriate action. And if Hunter's talking about the thrash and putting his own experience in there but jumping in in the Hayden Dean question, maybe he should have done that last week. And maybe he should have and if he wasn't gonna do it last week when the media was told to not ask, then maybe 
this week say, hey, in regards to the Thrasher Daytona incident, let me tell you, I finally want to talk about it. I don't know. I just felt like from Hayden to Hunter to even to Iser, I felt there was a lot of things going on there and not, not all good. So, yeah. It was funny that Deacon Paris were sitting right next to me in the press conference was this going on. And I think it's first turned from like somewhat funny because Hayden was obviously being very lighthearted about it. And then as Iser kept going, it was turning much more serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, that, but that's a press yeah. conference. That's the media. That's, you know, I mean, yeah. again, I, I think Iser was a little aggressive, but yep. uh, it's still the media. It's still the press conference. Yep. Yeah. You got to deal but with Iser it. But Iser did, so. uh, I will say he's consistent. Like Iser loves Barsha, but Iser is the one that uh, asked Barsha all about the tweet from Anderson earlier in the year that got uh, JT's impression started. Um, and yep. he also came down pretty harsh with tough questions for Anderson. So I think what we're always saying is as long as it's consistent, as long as everybody does that does something gets asked the hard question and then it's up to the rider to defend himself, tell his side, as long as that happens across the board, then we're good. But you, you can't make exceptions. And I think in Iser's case, like Deegan really didn't answer the question. Yeah, but and I think that's what set him off. Well, I know. Well, he was but a little emotionally charged. I just ask it once and he didn't answer your question yeah. and then just and then be like, started and then yeah, yeah, so I don't know. Anyways, all right. It's not an inquisition, right? Like, right, right. It's it, not it's not a congress. You're not He's before. on trial. Like if he doesn't want to answer, you just, you know, whatever. <laughs> but if uh yeah, I thought Hayden really look, he rode really well in the main event, tracked down J-Mart, got third. But to me that whole thing comes off really poor on him and that might be his first miss misstep that he's had like everything's been great his interviews have been great his writing's been great uh he's yep. exciting to watch and this was a misstep from from everything so you know the ultimate proof of all this is this is why you do not do this they end up neither they start the heat race one two the teammates neither of them wins the heat because they slowed each other up enough for jeremy martin to win the heat and then jordan smith will make the main event for sure if this doesn't like yes he made several ridiculous unforced errors of his own after. <laughs> Dude, the, the, flying over the berm? Oh, my God. Yeah, and yeah. messing Ooh. up with the dragon. Back, he, he actually yeah. stalled in the LCQ see, also. Yeah, he stalled yeah. yeah. Did you guys see in the heat when he, he goes into the tower, right, before yep. the finish? When he yeah. backed up, he almost backed into Deegan. Oh, oh can you imagine? Backed into Deegan. <laughs> it was so close. If you get a chance to look back at it, I didn't notice it in real time. Yeah. Oh. It is so close. Yeah. Uh -oh. both crashing again. Uh, so, but I'm just saying, Jordan takes, you know, 90% of him not making the main is on him with his other crashes yeah, and mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, one of the teammates didn't even make the main, and that this set that in motion, and neither of them won the heat that they started 1-2, and they're probably, honestly, both faster than Jeremy Martin in that situation. So this is the proof of why you don't see racing like this often. It doesn't actually do anything good for you it yeah. just creates yeah. slowing each other up taking each other out and other people passing you yep. so that's why we can say you don't see this very often because it very rarely ends up positive and this did not end up positive they didn't even win the darn heat racing no and, and you're not talking about hayden's third you know his second career podium you're talking about that uh yep. so last week i thought that yeah maybe if thrasher gets the start and hunter doesn't maybe thrasher wins that race uh but not this week hunter was better pulling away uh, Nate got second. Good job for that. Hayden third. J-Mart winning the heat, but he did get Hayden last week, but basically Hayden's tracked him down, I think, in three of the four races. So, Yeah, Hayden's, Hayden's riding really uh, – outside of any of that, Hayden is riding really well. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, that can't that can't be lost in all this. The kid is riding really well. I think he's a championship contender next year for sure. Whatever whatever With course this, you want. The way he's gotten yeah. better, yeah. I can't argue that. Uh, J Mart fourth, Zombie fifth. That's his best ride uh, since he got the fill-in ride with Mitch. Good job for Zombie, fifth place. Uh, Vial six. Uh, really had Cody shock on my fantasy team and took him off late for Devin Simonson. Oh. That was tough, tough for for me to pick Simonson. Uh, but good job for Colin Park and Cody Shock and Henry Miller and Michael Hicks. So I did a podcast with Michael Hicks. He'll be out this week. Uh, nice kid. I don't know if you guys ever talked to him. The Arena Cross. He's, I have not. He's a four-time Arena Cross champion uh, on that Hoosier. Lights, right? Hmm? Like the, the smaller class? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Just the there's two series, right? Oh, okay. There's AMA one no, with the KP. The non-Peter series. Yes, the non-Peter series. But Weege, did you know this? So – I didn't know this. I should have done my homework. But so Hicks and KP met up earlier this year. Yeah. I don't know Hicks who. Hicks took him down. Hicks took him down. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. He did? Yeah. I didn't know. Did Hicks go to his series or KP went to his series? I don't remember which which way it went. Hicks came into KP series. And, and uh, took him yeah, down. He won. Yeah. He did. He On beat his him. own home turf. Yeah. He did. Yep. So that uh, means a lot because obviously we we have high respect for KP. Like we know he's not not a joke. So that that's really shows the level Hicks is on. Yeah, exactly. And so Hicks has gone three straight um, uh, career best finishes now. So good job. Yep. I, yep. Had him, I had him on my team. I almost pulled him because his qualifying time wasn't very good, but uh, got it done in the racing. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he he did good job for for Michael Hicks. Henry Miller too. Good job for Henry Miller. Uh, Jason Caden Braswell. Jeremy Han's been good too. I don't know. Just yep. stop me if if any of this. Talon Hawkins. Whoops. How were we looking? Were we better? Not good. No. Oh. Nope. No. Okay. Nope. <laughs> it is not. His, he and Jaleek Swole. Uh, the whoops are not their friend. That is all that I, I don't, have to offer. I don't understand what's going on. Mike Brown needs to, you know, get on their bikes in the flip flops with a hat on backwards. I don't know. <laughs> As, as um, a fellow Whoop struggler, yes. I understand their pain, and I don't have any advice to give them. You had no factory suspension slash factory bike slash professional coaches standing around. It was you and Frank with a I, screwdriver. I'm just telling you I know what it feels like to suffer through them. Okay. That's all. I have a quote here from the uh, Rockstar Husqvarna press release. Oh, yep. From Hawkins. It started out all right. I felt good, but I was really struggling in the Whoops. <laughs> That's a fair – that is a fair – uh, summation of his race. I just, JT, you said he's a good kid. You like him. He's got a lot of bike skill, but yep. this is not going well. And I don't really nice kid. Also, like his personality sure. is larger than life. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of the whoops. Okay, it's just not, it's not working in the whoops. You know, one time somebody told me that Tony put Mike and Jeff, Mike, Tony built two whoop pads, and he had Mike and Jeff dressed in full football gear. Shoulder pads and thigh pads what? and everything. How is this not on video? I don't know. And they were just doing circles through whoops with full football gear on to, you know, protect against injury. Can we can we do that? Well, that, this, so this that's a Millsaps thing. Uh, Millsaps had and I, maybe they still have this, but it's it's called the chamber, and it's basically two berms, two bowl berms, and whoops in between. Right. So whoops, bowl berm, whoops, yeah. bowl berm, and yeah. it's just circle. You yeah. just go round and round and round. And and when I used to go there, the however somebody was assigned to watch you, and however many mistakes you made in the main event, after or however many many mistakes you made in your moto, 
when you finished, you had to immediately go do that many laps in the chamber following your moto. So okay. you didn't want to go do those. I promise you after you just well, did 20. So don't make mistakes. You don't have to go to the chamber, but everybody makes mistakes. So, so. Davey was just in on Monday. Uh, is yep. that better or worse than getting shot with a BB gun, which he says also happened? I was not there for the BB gun okay. uh, were you, stuff. Were you I there for me. the flying pit boards at you in the air? Yes. Okay. I, I have seen that. Um, but back on topic, the chamber, I think, uh, yeah, there was, there was, I mean, there was, that wasn't cruel and unusual. I think that actually worked. So if you just want to get better at loops, just go do laps in the chamber until you can't ride anymore. Can we get, or you get hurt. Can we get Hawkins in a chamber? I think he needs some time in the chamber. Right. <laughs> I've seen chamber video of Jeff Alessi, but not in football gear. Mm. Uh, I've seen video of the chamber way back in the day, but I, I really feel like I missed out. The football gear is what I'm here for. Well, that's just a story I've been told. I was not there to witness it, but yes. Um, I don't think it, I don't think the chamber is going to help you from dislocated wrists or right. broken arms, legs. I don't think that's going to stop uh, that. Torn but, ACLs. Brock Pappy's been riding really good too lately. Shout out for Brock Pappy. Um, what happened to Marsh? Crashed out. Crashed. Yeah. Crashed. Yeah. Uh, Max Anstey, uh, crashed, uh, first lap and then, uh, had a bent up bike and went to the mechanics area. I don't even know. Did he finish? Did he actually roll around and finish? I don't know. No, he did seconds. not. Okay. He tried, but I think, I think the bike was jumping in and out of gear. Um, that's what it looked like. You're, you're going off like body, you know, hand signals, but, right. um, well, yeah, he, he did not finish. Two weeks ago, Max is second in the points. He is fifth now. Life comes at you quickly. So, um, yeah, bummer, bummer deal for him. So, uh, Firepower Honda had a rough night. They were both on my fantasy team. That's true. And uh, yeah. did not go well. Weege, uh, pizza in the press box? Did we know? I was never up there, uh, but I believe our man, um, Lewis Phillips, would have told us if there was. I, I got so a text that there, that, that there was, but that was from Sean, and then I didn't see any photos of pizza, so I don't know if Sean is spreading fake news or what's going I on. I could not imagine it, that he went pizza on a weekend that you were not there. I'm fine. I don't care as long as the No, no, I know you don't care, but I just don't think with the the your majesty not in attendance, I would be shocked uh that they would bring pizza in. Like if there's a pizza budget, he's well, not going to expend that pizza pizza budget without you there. He blew it on Monday, but I did confirm that there's still another day of pizza coming. So, yeah. You know he sent pizza to the house, JT. Heard, Did I you heard, know that? You yeah. still want? You still are questioning my stance on your positioning in the press box. What positioning? What do you mean? Holding court. Oh, you are. Yeah, you are. Stop it. King of the press oh, box. I, I'm having conversations with my friends in a press box, and now it's holding court. Got it. Okay. Yeah, right. the press manager sending pizza to your house, sir. Now, that was that was a bold move. I did not expect that. Yeah. Uh, Jack Chambers is back in the main too. Uh, he only made Daytona. Jack's fast. Jelly Bean. Perfectly executed pass, or block yes. pass. Well, block. Blo I don't that, know the right terminology here. Block, I guess. That is what Thrasher should have done in Tampa. Instead, he just went to the middle of the turn and then went outside. <laughs> like, I, I don't quite know what Thrasher was doing. Chambers did it perfectly inside and then drift out if you, if you hear the guy or whatever. It was great. Well, yeah. the only difference there is that there was a step-on-step-off at Tampa that I, I think – Thrasher was scared that Hunter would just go around him and just step on stuff off and pass him, where this was just like a single, like there was nothing you could do. 
Wow. Like there was no no upside to going outside there. It was great. It was- I, I will never understand the complaints about Thrasher in Tampa. He he almost hit the right side, the inside tough block with his foot peg in Tampa. He but entered then, the corner but as then far he, inside. As he could. But then there, he just kept going. Yes, he yeah, just you kept can't go going. Further out. I, I think the mo- the move yeah, but you're right. Then the hunter just goes to the berm and just jumps by him. But I think you just have to roll and step over and hope for the best. There is no other move. I know, I know. I understand your point, Leach, but I don't yep. think he, there's another move. You can't give up the inside. He needed no to. What. He needed to commit something. He committed to nothing. Yeah. He yep. didn't commit. Yeah, to... He half-assed it and didn't either. Yeah. So, I don't know, Weech. How about me and JT? Yeah, I mean, people just are like, "Why did he go wide?" I'm like, he entered the corner as far to the inside as he possibly could, but he then went yeah. all the way to the right in a right-hand corner. Nope. The corners are designed to make it very difficult to defend. What well, didn't help that Hunter was so far left, so Hunter had the biggest angle ever to just cut across, right? Right, and that's the whole point. Like, you go right, the guy behind you goes left. If he goes left, Hunter goes right. That's what makes it so hard. Okay, and, I with you, yeah. but just Thrasher didn't do anything that was a positive there. Like, he just yeah. went to the inside and just kept going. And it's like, yeah, you got to yeah. kind of make – I think, Steve, your point is you have to make Hunter commit. Like, you, you can't just – Go inside, and Hunter still hasn't done anything. And then you go outside, and then Hunter's like, oh, okay, yeah. well, I'll just cut across. Uh, Jelly Bean yep. played it great, though. Yes, absolutely. He did. With, with yep. Jordan, for sure. Um, all right. Detroit. How was it? The live announcing was good, Weege? Felt like it was uh, better or the same? Did you feel like you were better at it? Yeah, I think it was a little better doing it the second time. Um, it's funny. When you're down on the floor with the lights, I couldn't really see. You know, the, the lower part of that stadium, or most stadiums, is full. I feel like the forward field crowd is not normally that good, but it looked better than usual. But it's it's shocking how little you can see down there. You can barely see the top with the lights on. Yeah. And JT, you had the same perspective as me. So I don't know. I think the crowd was bigger than usual, but I honestly can't tell for it sure. It was good. It was good. Like the lower bowl was completely full, um, but it, it wasn't as good as Indy, in my opinion. But it was still good. No, it never is. But I feel like it's usually a pretty, pretty small crowd there. And I didn't. I felt like it might have been bigger than it usually is. It, it it's nowhere good. close. To I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. The the stadium's yeah. nice. It's a nice stadium. It's not in a great area, but it's a really nice stadium. Press box is good and tracks good, and even that inside pits, like you can kind of go from truck to truck. It's not ideal for fans, obviously, with no. It fan was fest, so but... cold, Steve. Oh, it was. Oh my god. Oh my god, was it so cold? Really? Huh. It was nineteen degrees yeah. and snowing, and wind chill was below zero. And it was yeah. not good. Oh, it was wow. brutal. Okay, brutal. Well, I'm. I'm you know, glad I missed that. Yeah. I know you say it's a bad area. The stadium and the area around the stadium is totally fine. It's just, yes, you have to drive through a war zone to get to that spot. Um, but our, we had a hotel uh, a block and a half away. And when I say we, I mean Team Feld. And uh, wow. we all just walked wow. back and forth. And, yeah, I, I, on my weed show, I'm walking back at midnight. And it's not bad at all. That area of town is not bad. Yes, other parts, I'm sure. Right. Are. Were you up by uh, Greektown? Like, is that where you stayed by Greektown and all that, the casino? Or were you pretty close? Yeah, that whole area, quarter mile maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. that whole area, quarter mile, not eight mile. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Detroit. That's uh, that's a wrap. Seattle this weekend. So. Yep. Seattle's a good Steve one. I don't. There. How's the weather, JT? Wait, is there? Is no. It? no, I'm out. Out of Seattle, we have a uh, wow. club of X. Uh, Steve, it is actually a Blue Crew weekend. Oh. Jason Rains is going. Attending. Rains is there and everything. No, there's an oh. off-road one. Um, oh. I think later in the week uh, before GNCC that's coming up. 
but this is a uh, motocross one and uh interestingly enough uh, so i they asked if i wanted to go i'm like well my son doesn't have a yamaha yet because he don't have a i mean he's a little old for a pw50 i'm like he'd have to ride a 65 and they're like well we'll get him one for the weekend and i'm like yes but he's never ridden a 65 he's gonna have to learn to shift and clutch and um they're like we'll put our best man on it phil nicoletti but then <laughs> i asked phil and he's like he claims he wants to go to seattle and hang out a pulp and go to the motorsport. So I'm not sure what's going to happen here. Just pin it, kid. Just pay the I mean, toll. To, you got to pay man. the toll to rock and roll. Yes. Yeah. If I could pick one man to coach my child to learn how to well, shift just, and clutch for the first time in his life, it would be Phil. I feel like I'm like I I'm going to place a call to Yamaha because I've seen how this goes with your child, and JT can vouch for this, where mm-hmm. you short you sort of show allegiance to one thing, but then. You switch to another, so I'm not so sure Yamaha sh- should support Lane in this because he seems to jump around a lot, you know. So I, I don't know. I-, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, okay, we'll, we'll see what gear we decide to take out of the bag. Okay, on a Saturday, right. Sunday. All yep. Right. And then, and uh, uh, and and everybody, all, all the gear people in this industry, you got my address. So if you want to, you know, make my decision a little your, easier. Uh, yeah, I need your uh, Swift number, your banking info. Yes, yeah, that thank, you. Sent over. Yep. thank you. Thank uh, you. Also, yep. uh, how was JB? Justin Brighton was back. Race day live. Oh, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yes, you yes. know, on and off the track, both his analysis of the racing, inside scoops, and uh, you know, just general life advice. I mean, I don't know. He's now old enough. I believe. How old do you have to be to run for president? Thirty-five. Uh, do you have to have a certain age? I didn't know this. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yep. Yeah, I think it's 35. So I think, I think we're there. I think we're there. We're doubling. I, I we're cannot doubling think of that. a single problem that JB cannot solve. He's really good on race day live. I've been home for uh, one out of the last two races, but I was home earlier. And um, I've watched two of the ra- He's really good. Yeah. he. You would not have any idea. Like JT obviously transitioned out of racing. I mean, JT, you were a well-spoken and smart guy while you were racing. And then you transitioned into into sales at fly and Western power sports and you traveled and you kind of built up this, this, uh, 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 education or this intelligence of talking and dealing with people and all that. JB is like fresh out of racing. Like as he's still racing as a matter of fact. And dude, he's just, he's really good. Like I, I yeah, he's good. you know, no question. I don't want to make Weege more excited here, but yeah, I'm, I, he's great. So happy birthday, Tim Ferry. You want me to just get yes, you that? Yesterday, want me just give you that, Steve? Yeah, thank you, well, thank you. Technically Yesterday. Saturday, what, yes, but I'm what? just giving you, you. You've given me my my thing, yeah, and yeah, I thank will you, give it. thank you. I, yes. I, unfortunate that I wrote that article on his birthday on the website when it got overshadowed by that stupid race, because I really wanted kind of a day for that article to sit there. You know, I know your request was could we just hold off all race coverage till Sunday? Mm-hmm. I know that's what you're hoping for. <laughs> yeah, I know. That darn Supercross overshadowed right. the did, real important thing. Did you read that article, Weech? I've actually not yet. No, there, there's no, there's no looking at websites um, on Saturday no, when I'm you, doing this job. It's some of my best work. So, yeah, it'll happen tonight. I, I, I do appreciate the effort on a Saturday, but um, right. it's funny. Like everything I'm doing is to try to avoid using my phone because I feel like that looks like I'm not paying attention. But JT, as you know, more and more things are, you know, Clinton Fowler is, for example, texting stats throughout the day. So I just hate the idea of that I'm standing there announcing while looking at my phone, but I swear I'm not checking Instagram. And no, I, sometimes yeah, you learn stuff from Instagram. 
it's difficult. Well, we get updates too. Like we have, uh, I mean, people are feeding us information during the races here too. So it, it leads to a better reporting job mid-race. That's what I mean, right? When we're yep. looking at our phones, we're not like doing selfies. Yep. Sometimes I am, but most of the time I'm trying oh. to okay. find out things that I can't see or didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're on to Seattle. Well, some of us are, I guess. Just some of us are. Other other people aren't as dedicated, which is sad. But yep, some of us will be. It's a Blue Crew weekend, Steve. Come on now. It's gonna be two out of five for you, Steve. Yep. Two out of five. Stop it. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you to Fly Racing, Motorsport, Renthal, Maxis, Onyx Maps, Cobo Links, all on board as well. Uh, we JT. Thanks, boys. See you. Bye. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. The 